Chapter 27 Outdoor Solace Closed doors magnified the stench of close human habitation. Stuck inside her temple for way too long, Katie felt claustrophobic. Now able to move with less pain, it was time for her to strengthen her muscles and rebuild her stamina. She was annoyed at being fussed over and waited for a moment alone to go outside. Donning her warmest clothes, she went out for a walk. A dense layer of snow blanketed the hills around La Liche, its sparkling crust punctuated by the dark, barren trunks of oak trees. Katie's cheeks reddened from the chill, and her breath rose in white clouds of fog. It was quiet. The snow dampened the sound waves. Her boot crunching the dry snow was the only noise breaking the stillness. She wandered the small valley, enjoying the quiet and solitude. After a half hour of trudging, she was at ease again. When the wind changed direction, the smell of manure and leather and horse sweat coming from the stables made Katie smile. It invigorated her. Unable to resist the call of horses, she turned and headed toward the barn. Katie heard the horses neighing and whinnying as they carried on their back-and-forth conversations. She quickened her steps. The barn was the total opposite of the calm atmosphere outside. Handlers were yelling, horses were arguing, and an angry stallion rocketed a kick at the wall of its irritating neighbor, just as Katie entered. Her sudden appearance surprised the people inside the barn. A goddess, visiting mortals, doing everyday jobs, was an unusual occurrence. "'Where are my horses?' Katie asked a stable hand. "'This way, Ishtar,' the fellow replied. "'I thought there were four of them,' Katie said. Two horses are missing.' "'They're being exercised, my goddess.' Nodding, Katie opened and entered the first stall. A dapple gray horse was eating fresh feed, cut just before the storm. He lifted his head and nickered at her. Hey there, she murmured, patting his neck. Moving to the next stall, she said hello to his teammate. The horses were matching Arabians, and they were a striking pair. Hey, big guy, how are you this morning, she asked, gently grabbing the stallion's ear. The horse pulled his head away from the pestering fingers, pinning both ears back in warning. Then, a moment later, he swung his head toward her for more affection. Katie rewarded him with friendly pats. As she left the stall, she closed the latch and turned head-on into Toma. Oh, excuse me, she said in English. Toma frowned. Ishtar, you should not be here. These powerful animals can be dangerous. That made Katie mad. All her life, she had bristled at men telling her what she couldn't do. Toma, listen to me, she said in pigeon Acadian, moving closer to him. I am not in danger around horses. I have grown up with horses. I know how to heal horses. You must not question my being with them. Before the chastised Imanthula could respond, René entered the barn, leading a handsome, Arabian, bay-colored horse. Citri followed him with his matching teammate. Hey, Katie, René said excitedly when he saw her. Hi, René. Who do you have here? This fellow is Sam, and Citri is leading Casey. And the two behind us in their stalls? What are their names? Ben and Jerry. Ben's the fellow on the left looking at us, Renee said. Katie watched him lead Sam to the stall and turned to look at Casey. Renee, Casey is bobbing his head when he walks. I want to check him out. I think he may have a problem with his right front leg. Can you trot him off for me? Okay. Katie turned back to Toma. I'm okay here, Toma, she said sternly. Thank you. May I watch you? Toma asked. He had noticed nothing different in the horse's walk. Yes, Katie said, turning to focus on the horse. Oh, I see what you mean, Renee said as he walked the horse up the barn aisle. He drops his head each time he steps on his right foot. Mm-hmm, Katie replied. He short strides. 
He gets off the right foot promptly because it hurts him. I want to find the problem. Lead him here, please. With the horse standing quietly, Katie squatted and placed both hands on the stallion's hurt leg. She felt an increased pulse on the inside of the hoof. Pushing hard on the inside bulb of Casey's heel with her thumb, he reacted by pulling his foot away from the pain. When Katie elicited no reaction from the stud after placing the same thumb pressure on the outside heel, she nodded in satisfaction. He's clipped his inside heel. It'll be fine unless he sustains another direct blow to it. We'll recheck him in the morning. By now Katie's presence had attracted the attention of the other workers in the barn. As they watched her, a sense of awe and wonder filled them. She was a unique goddess. She was not only a goddess of men, she likewise understood and spoke to animals. End of chapter. Thank you for listening. You can follow the story on my blog, jeadvm.com. Once on my blog's front page, go to the menu, pick my books, and select Katie Becomes Ishtar. That'll take you to the Ancient Katie series of books. Inconvenient Goddess can be purchased as an old-fashioned paper book or an e-book as well as an audiobook set or can be downloaded from the audiobook site Spotify. More details are on my website, jeadvm.com.